0: Hello guys, welcome back to another episode of the Drop Podcast, the podcast where we play games and hang out. We are back to business. Um, guys, I just want to, well here, let me, let me give you a little backup. So I was just, um, I was just uh, playing, well I was just playing some piano, um, not that I don't know how to play piano, but. You know, I was playing it anyway. Um and I look outside and, and there's well one there's uh my dad's making uh ribs, like really good ribs, and then there's this father and son just outside raking of leaves and it was just so beautiful. But it it, it reminded me I was having this conversation with uh with my um my girlfriend about like r- like it I think like I think eventually we're going to like basically become cyborgs um it's ironic because I'm fighting one right now but I think like it's an it's inevitable that we one day are going to become like the same as uh the, the same like basically combine with technology Um, and it's already happening, happening with like Elon Musk and, uh, I mean just already right now, like Elon Musk talks about how like we're basically already cyborgs the way that we, uh, the way that we already, um, like have our phones. It's just like the bandwidth, you know, the bandwidth is just, uh, too slow, um, compared to like, if. If we like, for example, if we had Doctor Jirou's head from Dragon Ball Z, where I don't know, he has like a computer brain. I guess it's just his brain, but like if if it was like a computer and you could like access technology just instantly, instantaneously through your mind, um, instantaneously through your mind, it would ju- it would be a whole um, another story. Like, because the bandwidth is is like instantaneous you know all you have to do is think something and then automatically you can find it or it's like uh if I'm surfing the web, you know when I have to get on the web and I have to come up with or, or and then in the process of getting on the web, I probably get distracted by I don't know whatever notification and sometimes I forget what I was looking for, but like if you can instantaneously just access all that knowledge and information it's just it's a whole a whole new detail to it you know um but so but, but anyway we, uh, me and my girlfriend we were talking about like um would that be a bad thing you know what I mean like it's, technically there's no moral correctness to uh to whether or not we um to to whether or not we are with you know cyborgs cause like one of like the big, I guess, like arguments or conversations that a lot of people have in, in, uh, discussing, you know, whether we should combine with technology. Like a lot of, a lot of people think it's a bad idea. Um, me included, uh, for, you know, the same, I guess, r- ignorant reasons or, or not, not ignorant reasons, but actually I I think I have a good case, but, um, let me explain myself though. So I recognize, uh i recognize in us a certain i think we have um oh we uh well there's there's just a beauty in in okay so well first off let's let's define like a, a cyborg like I think it's inevitable with uh the amount of progression that we have and and just with technology, which that's another interesting conversation that we can have. Um progression versus uh uh in uh in- enhancement in technology. Um but but basically like if if we were to combine with like Robots, it wouldn't be a bad thing, and and let me explain. It w- it would just be, it would just be a thing, you know. Like it, it wouldn't. There isn't really a a moral case to be had. I don't think, you know. Um. It's kind of just like. If we combine, then we combine, you know. And and I mean, listen, it's it's gonna happen, and and that's basically like Elon Musk's case uh you know he just wants to do it safely i think and so that's why he's getting involved and um but i guess like you know if like success or not successful but like wealthier people will have you know more access to all the good technology and um you know so there's going to be a lot of disparity but eventually you know as you know Through the progression of technology. It's just a natural thing that. um, Eventually that technology will then become cheaper. But then there will be better. More enhanced versions of that same technology. Uh, Which again. The difference between innovation and progression. um Okay we can do this. Uh, Wow I'm getting pretty good. But. Um. Well, here let let me just let me just say this because I feel I think this this is just where my mind wants to go. So, if we're talking about uh, like what is the difference between innovation and progression? Well, I heard this. Um, actually, I forgot where I heard this, but but if you think about it, it's it's um innovation would be taking an industry... No, no, no. Innovation would be taking a product and innovating on it. so like making it just better, faster, um, etc. But progress would be taking a whole industry and flipping it. For example, you know, uh, well, I guess you don't know. Uh, But, for example, innovation would be taking the train industry and... and creating cars, you know that's well, not the train industry. It would be looking at the vehicle industry in nineteen whatever, and you know you you come from a place where it's cars to airplanes, or I mean just trains to bullet trains. You know that's innovation. Well, I guess I mean that's not innovation. That's progression. Innovation would be taking uh, a BMW and making it a better BMW. Uh, I would say progression is taking a car that runs on gas, making it run on electricity and run just as well. I don't know. Making it run on electricity. That's progression. Innovation would be making it run on electricity well. So, uh, I, I I think, okay. So this is, this is a good definition right here. Innovation, uh, oh, should I lost it. It was a really good definition, though. Um, innovation would be taking a good, I don't know, innovation, I don't know, okay. All right, here it is, here it is. Progression would be finding a problem and solving it. For example, uh, I don't know, global warming. Not that I know if that's 100% something that is a thing, but... I mean, I don't see why it's not, you know what I mean, but nevertheless, uh, oh shoot, nevertheless, uh, innovation then would be, um, taking, taking what already exists and just making it better. So there's definitely a balance that we need, uh, as a, as in anything, there's, you know, always a balance, but. Okay, what is this balance? I I believe that, you know, we don't we don't necessarily need innovation. There's a point where we, uh, we I think we we focus far too much on, uh, okay, great. Where, where we focus far too much on on innovation when we should be focusing on progression. You know, how can we make things better? And I think that's also plays into the difference between what is a genius and what is just someone who, uh, I don't know, who knows stuff, right? So, someone who just knows stuff, I think, uh, is is more so uh, good at um, just taking something that already exists, you know what I mean, and, and with information that someone already has, and making it better. A genius is, is a visionary, someone who can see the future, you know. Uh, Again. (sighs) Dang. But, um... Progression, like I said, is... Is, is, I guess, uh... Solving a problem. For example, like... Well, I I guess so, by, by perspective, then, I guess, like coming, because I guess, like, coming from a horse, well, uh, hold on, let me fix my definition. So, because I recognize, you know, traveling by horse is just progression kind of on, you know, traveling industry, I guess, but as a whole, it changes the world, you know what I mean? Tesla, I think, changes the world in some kind of way, makes it. Better, I would think. I would say. I would say it makes it better. Um. Whereas, I, I don't think I would say making a, a iPhone 12 is making the world better. I think making an iPhone 12 is just making the iPhone better. Um, yeah, I, th- I think you guys understand, like, I guess, what I'm trying to say, or, like, where I'm coming from. Um. So, I mean, but that's the difference. But then the question is, do we need... Uh so much innovation, you know I get progression, and I take the uh the process towards progression definitely involves innovation in it, like you need to innovate on what you have um I think for sure, like like I'm not saying don't make what you have better, no, make what you have better, but at the same time, I think it's uh fair to say that you know there's well. I guess like this, there's, there's more to it. You know, there's, it's, it's not just about, um, making everything better and better and better, but how about like making the world better, like finding things that can take the world to another level. You know what I mean? Um, okay. But then how does this, how does this play into, uh, our conversation on, um, on, uh, um, what I was talking about on, oh shoot, bad news, bad news, bad news. How does this play into our conversation that we were having, uh, on the beauty of, of humanity? Well, turning us into cyborgs, that would certainly be a level, that would certainly be like innovative, you know what I mean? It would change the world. You know, as as we live in it, but uh, I guess at the same time, like I don't know, like creating the iPhone changed the world. Uh, creating the iPhone twelve is not changing the world. It's just changing the speed at which we can use this technology, or or uh, take pictures, or whatever. Um, it definitely allows more access to more people, which is a good thing, but there's also downsides. And I, I guess this is what I'm trying to get at. And especially if we become cyborgs, we kind of, well, I guess it doesn't have to be this way, but just thinking about the combination of, you know what I mean? It, what is, what, what is the downfall of people? Uh, part part of it is just the fact that we have limitations like eating food like we need to eat we need to sleep we need to um i don't know exercise we need to uh do all this extra stuff so i mean how far are we going to innovate before like before we just don't ever need to do anything ever again and so this is what I'm trying to get at. Whenever you do that, you, the, I get it. Like it, it, I don't think the world would be any less or more of a place. Like I, I think the world would just be the world still. And I mean, it, it, it's, on paper it would be a good thing. But as a romantic, you know, on, on humanity, like a romantic of you know just human human beings in general. Um. There's something just beautiful about the struggle of of who we are. But it doesn't make sense, you know, if, if we want... Because what we're looking for is constant convenience, right? Like, the world is always going to get more and more convenient for us. And that's a good thing. But at the same time, as I said before, there's something beautiful... About the struggle of just being a human being, you know, and just being alive. I think, and and it, it would just be a shame if if I don't know if we lost that that artisticness. Like, there's something like we write songs about suffering, about love, and about emotion, and 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 like I said, there's no moral. So this is where I get caught up. Like, there's no moral. Uh, dilemma here like it's just you know if if, if we become cyborgs we will not need that you know it's just something that we enjoy right now because we're humans and because we have these faults and these problems and we're not perfect uh, but we like the fact you know the storytelling we like the artistic side of us like culture is so cool and so important and well not important but You know, we make it important. You know what I mean? Like it, it kind of, it it gives us something unique about us. And I, I truly believe that the less struggle we have, the less culture we need. And so, the more we innovate, especially on us. I think the, uh, especially by this point, the the less I think human. We're gonna have and and as I was saying, there's just something so artistic and and beautiful about you know like what a robot would look at uh the starry night portrait or or whatever and and you know you don't need it you know it's not efficient to draw a painting right it's 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 just not needed it's not necessary um if we uh if we stop needing to eat, you know eating becomes unnecessary and it just becomes something that that more or less holds you back from certain things sleeping especially sleeping holds you back plenty um but there's something cool though you know there's something kind of personal about uh personal about, about just being connoisseurs and, and, um, like, I don't know, the art, the art of food, you know, I'm not by any means a great chef, but I love, you know, I, I understand that this is someone's art, dude, physical, uh, like, think about this, like guns, I mean, I think guns, is an art for some people like some people just love the craft of guns so i guess here's you know where i'm wrong but at the same time i do think you lose a beautiful kind of essence to um to something like uh, like martial arts you know i i took martial arts so i am a little biased but martial arts is is creative it's it's uh It's an expression. It's it's more than just fighting. It's it's um. I mean, it really is. It's just an art. It's and it's it's beautiful whenever you get down to it. You know. Um, like I said, I think that I think that's gonna be lost if if you know. I mean, we have guns, but what happens whenever we don't need guns? You know, we can just do. I don't know. I guess like what we have now, like cyber warfare. Like we don't even. Uh, which I guess is kind of a terrible thing to say now that I say it, but I guess like the craft of making guns, the craft of making machines and the craft of, um, you know, all that. And that's something that, now I I am a capitalist for sure. Like I love capitalism. I think it's great for innovation, but I also think that innovation, I think what makes it so good is also its downfall. Um... And making things so well. I think there's an upside to it. And a downside to it. Um, I think capitalism. Partly at fault for. You know some of the best things. That we have but also some of the worst things. That we have and I well I think. People have the socialism versus. Uh, capitalism argument wrong. Like I think. Socialism it's just not I mean it's what we have and, and this is one thing that people I think forget like our streets are are public it's 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 publicly funded it's not private you know that's that's socialism and so we have like this mixture um I forgot what we're called there's a name for our system but um but in that you know it, it, there's a great a great point that i that i i would address and that i think is important very 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 important uh whenever discussing uh capitalism versus socialism not that i think it should be like an argument like i well never mind i i i was about to say i just think that there's there's you know there's cases to be made for both but it depends on what you want do you want progression and innovation, capitalism. But do you want a focus on the beauty of humanity and the art of humanity? Which isn't necessarily lost in capitalism actually now that I say it. Actually, matter of fact I I don't think it's really lost at all. I th- I, I do believe that um that that it can that it increases but there's a point like like well here's what i'm saying. I think it, it it allows for art to be something that is artistic. You know what i mean? It allows for um for people to capitalize on their art in ways that might not be possible if if uh if we give too much now, uh, now here's I'm I'm you know kind of getting in the realms of you know it's this this is socialism this isn't communism, um. And there's a big, big, big difference, a big difference that is ignored. Uh, now there it, it's it's a thin line, I think, but but, but the, I mean part of the difference is that. Socialism is, like, controlled communism. So, like, decided. Like, do you want... Like, where do you want your government involved? That's basically socialism. Communism is... Your government is involved. And there's no choice. Uh, But, like, I was saying, though, that uh, there's... There is some... You know... Okay, so how do you cut costs? You know, you can... I guess, have a bajillion employees working on, uh, oh shoot, dang, that means we have to start all over, we're so bad at this game, um, pick up at least 24 peck of water, awesome, if not, don't worry, okay, uh, wait, wait, where was I, dang it, I can't believe I died, That's so annoying, um. Here we're just gonna go ahead, and go Super saiyan right away. Oh yeah, here's what I was saying. There's something lost whenever you are only uh practicing. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. So cutting costs. What does it take to cut costs? Well, part uh, one piece of of cutting costs is uh you have to cut um. For, well, for example, you—it's very difficult to run a business on. Uh, if you're just going to um, run a business on producing doors, and you just have one person, or well, and all your employees have to produce x amount of doors themselves, you know, you're very limited on how many doors that you can make. But the upside or the plus is that, well, okay, I'm gonna need a senseu. But the plus is that, like, it, it really is an art, you know. It, people become master craftsmen crafts of, uh, um, of doors. I mean, of making doors, and there's attention to more detail. Well, there's more. Details in the. Uh, there's more details to the small things, you know, the the small pieces of of. I mean, just sanding a door and and um. I'm trying to think, uh, putting the doorknob in, um. You know, there's just there's more to it. It's like it's like me. I box stuff, and you know, I, I've become really really good at boxing product like I don't know if that makes sense but it's like I you know there it, there's there is like an art almost to the way that I box stuff but before someone would have to craft um well well I guess it comes down to to this well okay well here let me let me finish this thought so someone has to craft uh, all the products, some, and then box it, and then sell it. You know, us, we just we get we buy the products from someone else, we box it up, and then sell it to stores. But everyone does a different piece of it. Someone else deals with the boxing. Someone else deals with the uh, the uh. Well, we I guess we buy product from manufacturers, so then you have manufacturers and manufacture and they probably split up, you know, their stuff between, you know, so many different levels and and, and whatever and Oh, this is the egg. This is the eggs. Okay. Um but Yeah, but as I was saying, like, well, basically, I mean, you guys get the point. Like, everyone has a different job that they're working on. Um, and it's very, very efficient. You know, it's just getting more and more efficient with the increase of technology and and you know whatnot. Uh. But then at the same time, it it boils down to this. It's it's. You know, I mean, you have pride in your work. And I guess it's kind of a mental thing. But whenever you take on... Well, Jordan Peterson talks about this. You know, what? how do you become, you know, a happy and, and satisfied individual? Well, a lot of that is by taking up more responsibility. The more responsibility you have, the better you feel when you're progressing towards your goal. See, we, we get, like, this this pump of, of feeling good, not whenever we, and, and it doesn't come whenever we, uh, whenever we finish producing a product or finish, I don't know, doing X, Y, or Z. It, it actually comes while we're finished or while we're uh doing it. Um, But anyway, so there's there's uh but so so the point I'm trying to make is the more responsibility you take on, for example, making a door, making a whole door or building a whole house. You know, the more responsibility you take on, the um the the better you feel each time you you keep working on it and and uh, keep getting better, and, you know, whatever. Um, So whenever you split it up, it's less... One, it takes less time. It's easier. So you feel less satisfaction about your job. That is 100% a, uh, a downside to how good capitalism is. And so we almost have to look for different ways to... Um, different different ways to, like, we we almost have to like our whole life, I guess if you want I well, either one, you choose that, that okay, this job I'm gonna put a lot into this job I'm gonna make this job important you know, you can choose that, or uh, what you can do um, is have this job be a stepping stone toward something bigger towards something um i guess more important i don't know well not not even necessarily more important just something bigger you know like like you it's you need a higher goal is basically what i'm trying to say you need you need a bigger goal you absolutely need a bigger goal um for just the the feeling of accomplishment, you know. But, yeah. So, uh, but anyway, that's just that's that's the downside to, I guess, capitalism and, and the innovation. But it, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be also, because at the same time, I think capitalism allows for small businesses to thrive for sure. And and I, even though I think I think we get it wrong. Like a lot of people say, like, oh well, how can, how can you know, small businesses thrive at these big industries. Well, you have to understand that the world is huge. There isn't, there isn't, uh, you know, I mean, Amazon serves everybody, but, and it does a really great job at serving everybody, by the way, which is something that I'm not sure could be possible without, you know, capitalism or without this, this capitalistic type of uh a uh, promotive, less government, more, you know, job, more, like this, this focus, you know, that we have, but, uh, but, you know, if you're going to, if you're a small business, in, let's say you're, you're producing, I don't know, you, well, you're doing the same thing as Amazon, um, in your tiny town, one you know a lot of people and people want to support, what's within them. And uh, and next to that, um, and I know I'm making jumps. Like I'm making, you know, well, how do I know that? You know, what I mean, I get, I get, it, I, get it, I get it. But I mean, just think about in your small town, like you, if you know small businesses, uh, like this was big in Alton, especially. Um, you know, people know the people that own these places and like planet there's this place called club fitness uh which is i mean everyone knows club fitness it's it's but they would be the example of like the large uh industry like the big business And, and i think one of the things that people think is that because club fitness is alive it's hard for a smaller a smaller i guess planet fitness or a smaller company involved in, uh, fitness to thrive, but it's, it's really not the case because then there's this place called pride fitness. And I know about this because my mentor, uh, is the owner of pride fitness. Well, one of my mentors is the owner of pride fitness. Well, I guess not so much mentor anymore. I haven't talked to him in a while, but anyway, I mean, but he helped me out a lot, you know what I mean? He was incredible, but anyway, people liked the fact that, you know, he, he gave something different. Something more personal that you can't get from club or that you won't get from club fitness. Club fitness offers a lot, and it's probably a well, lot. I don't, I don't think it's cheaper actually. Um, this guy's like five dollars a pop. I've never been to club fitness, by the way, but uh, this guy's five dollars a class, or not even a class, but um, if you do a, well, I mean, it depends because he does this thing called um well, one, this really clever thing called uh, circuit training that he came up with, by the way. Um, Well, I mean, he was inspired. So I guess, I mean, no no idea is 100%, you know, yours. You know what I mean? Under the sun. Like, everything is kind of inspired, but nevertheless, you might have taken that inspiration and put it into something that's really good, you know, whereas (laughs) where I think you can take some pride and ownership with that, yeah. Okay, great. Um, oh my gosh, why does it keep talking to me? So I I do think it's possible. Then I'm just making the case that, okay, well maybe maybe just because you know there's there's these big industries, it doesn't mean that there can't be competition. I just think, uh, well, I I do believe that you know whenever it's getting into government. Okay, now you got some fishy stuff going on because 100% like oil, very, very fishy. Uh, or not fishy, but s- s- scandalous. Like, there's a lot of scandal with the oil industry. And, and the too big to fail, well, that doesn't exist. Um, but there is such thing as a government protecting. For example, banks. Not too big to fail, safe because the government wants to protect. Um, I argue that you should let what's going to fail fail, and allow industry to figure itself out. Stop being the parent of the economy. Um, is how I think. Let the economy fail. Let us suffer for a second. You know, the United States doesn't have to be number one, but if we figure out ourselves how to uh accomplish more or how to how to uh, sustain ourselves and just let us deal with the consequences and of of ourselves um and this is all theoretical i'm not saying this is the way it would work but i don't think it's ever been tested you know what i mean we we fail but then we get protected you know and part of it is cuz we ask for it you know i'm not saying that the government is at fault it's 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 cuz of us you know cuz we want we get mad at the president we excuse the or we we make so many excuses so this is where culture comes in too you can't just change the government you also have to change the culture um stop asking you know daddy government for protection say okay this happened it's our fault or it's my fault what can i do different once we start doing that then i think we can have the most natural and most beautiful and most compelling and most innovative uh economy in the world um with much more because see uh here's the thing it's it's so you know we do have a top percent top one percent and you know that's how it should be though and we don't realize that but there's something called plato's distribution um which basically means that in anything you know there's always going to be a small minority that holds a lot for example how many artists are out there but how many of them have made it you know how many of them are super successful and super famous and super big? Uh, There's probably like a one percent that's like ginormous, like in one percent that's in like the top percentage of artists, or or even, like even with making money, probably with skill. You know, probably with like, because I would argue this. I would, argue, and I'm gonna get in trouble for this. The Beatles, I've listened to their guitar playing. It's not that. Skilled, but then you 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 see someone like uh, Ewan was it uh, or uh, Ewan Dobson or whatever, very talented person. Uh, John Gome he did this song called Passion Fruit or Passion Flower or something. Very talented guitarist. Um, basically turned his guitar into a drum. You know I would argue he's probably in the one percent. But very few people, there's a lot of people that play guitar like the Beatles. They just play the chords and the pretty chords and and whatever. Um, But very few people can play like John Gome. But John Gome isn't as rich as the Beatles probably. Or or isn't as well known or as successful as whatever. Um, I mean, then you have to define success. But whatever. Without getting too complicated, just keeping it simple, you guys know what I'm saying. Um, Plato's distribution is a real and natural thing. Uh, but but here's the thing. It's always changing. You know, it's, it's kind of like uh, whenever... I forgot which philosopher. It might have been Plato. Which is ironic. Um, but they said... You know, you never step in the same river twice. And the reason why that's the case is because every single time you step into it, it might look the same. It might function the same or similar. But the particles are always moving. It's always a different piece of the land. Um, that's something that we forget, you know. And that's the same thing with the top 1%. It's always shifting. Not even just because, like the same way that the president has term limits, we have lifetimes. We we are only able to be, uh, you know, around for so long. And if you take a, pub, a company public, See, this is the thing. Everyone, everyone looks at, like, rich people like, oh, they're, you know, rich forever. No, 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 It's It's a business, but it's not the same people. It might be a business that's that's very successful, but even the businesses, even though they might take a little bit longer, they're always different. You know, they're always changing. It might take 100, 200 years, but they, they are always changing um, because we always have innovation, too. But it's never the same people. We're like the we're like water. It's we're always different particles that's in the one percent, you know. Um, And then also, you know, our our lifetime term limits. I think a lot of people just come from a place where, you know, they want to give people excuses, like oh they're just you know rich because da 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 da. Well, I don't know. I'm sure in some cases, but not forever. Um, And I think you know if you're doing that then whatever what does that have anything to do with you that's not a reason why you can't be successful if someone else was just born suc- or rich doesn't mean anything it, it you you can still be successful so don't make excuses don't make pe- petty comments because someone else is has a lot of money um Ask yourself, okay, you know maybe maybe they have a lot of a lot of money because of X, but so what? what does that have anything to do with me? How can I also have a lot of money if that's something that you want? and if that's not something that you want, why are you getting mad anyway? if you just want a family, you don't need to be making fifty thousand bajillion dollars okay? That's a choice that someone made someone wanted to be super rich and super successful so but, anyway, I guess I better, um, I'm gonna save right here, nothing, it's time that I probably, uh, close this off, I've really enjoyed this episode, I think this, this episode is something I'm very, very passionate about, and there's actually a second, I think second parts that I didn't get to get to, because I do want to talk about, I do want to talk a little bit about, um, uh, so we have innovation, but, um, you know, me, me, this came from a conversation that me and my girlfriend were having. This conversation was about, uh, you know, schools because uh, public schools are, I guess, funded by house taxes. So then, you know, richer people that pay more taxes on their house, those public schools have more funding. And we were just talking about, like, is that a problem and why, you know, because then uh, there's a story about this person who is the valid Victorian of the School of Normandy in Missouri. And they went to college. In college, they were the valid Victorian of Normandy, but were taking, uh, like arithmetic level math in college, which I don't know if it's true, but that's what you know I'm told. And if that's the case, then the question is, what is the problem there? Is it, is it the students, the fact that you know that was the valid Victorian, yet they didn't know calculus, or does it have to do with um, funding? Uh, which yeah, I think we kind of figured was more of a combination, but I like I said, but I think culture is truly the answer. But anyway, that's, that's the point. But I hope you guys enjoy this episode and some of the ideas that we talked about in here. Uh, definitely something that I'm passionate about. And if you want to support this podcast, and if you go to my uh, if you go to my uh, website joshuatbryan.com, dot com. Then you can uh, find this place. If you scroll all the way down, it says donations. You can donate there. Or you can uh, join my Patreon if you want to. Or uh, honestly, the best way that you can support. um, First, by leaving a review. uh, If you're listening on Spotify or iTunes or wherever you're listening on. Or if you're just watching on uh, YouTube. Then you can leave a like, leave a comment. You can subscribe. Um, That really helps. But the best thing that you can truly do to help me is simply by sharing the podcast if you think that um if you think that someone else will find value in it in the ideas that we discuss or just be interested in the ideas or i mean really just anything all right so that all being said um i hope you guys enjoyed i will check you guys next time see ya